Earlier today, Labour launched their small business policy in Tauranga. Labour's promising a raft of new small business policies in a bid to keep the engine room of our economy humming, they say, as the economic fallout for COVID-19 continues. If re-elected, Labour will extend the small business cash flow scheme for another three years. They'll pour more government money into tailored business advice and make changes to small business tax schemes. It would also crack down on the amount of money businesses pay for contactless payment services, which cost Kiwi businesses two or three times as much as the same services in the U.S. UK and Australia. To talk about it, uh, we have the Labour spokesperson on small business, Stuart Nash. Hello there, Stuart. Hello, Stuart. How, how are you guys? How's it going? You've you pretty much said everything that needs to be said. <laughs> well, it's, it sounds good at first the blush. It looks pretty good. So what, I mean, I, I guess to kick this off, the, just anecdotally this morning, Stuart, the big thing for the, the water cooler talk seems to be about the money small businesses are currently paying for these contactless payment services. Am I right in saying it's about $13,000 per annum more in this country than, say, Australia? Yeah, well, that's what, um, that's what Retail New Zealand have estimated. In fact, uh, Jacinda, myself and Grant Robertson were in a cafe actually having a conversation about an hour ago. Mm. And, you know, we all know what we're asking people to do in the COVID world. We asked the owners if they were using PayWave and they yeah. said they... They were, but then it was so expensive to use that they just couldn't justify it. So they went back to, you know, people pushing buttons. And the fact that we pay so much more than Australia and so much more than the UK, we feel just isn't right. So uh, we want to do something about it. Mm. Stuart, this is possibly an awkward question, but I really have to ask it. This thing about paywave, it's, it's cropped up again now because an election campaign's on. Has it, why hasn't, it, why hasn't you, haven't you made changes earlier? No, we were, we were doing work on this pre-COVID and a discussion document was being prepared to go out for a general consultation. But, you know, as with a lot of things, COVID did put the kibosh on our ability to consult widely. So work has started on it. Um, but it's, So it is one of the things that we recognise as a barrier to a lot of small businesses um, actually being as good as they possibly can. But, you know, in, in this sort of environment, $13,000 a year for your average retailer, that's a lot of money. And uh, as, said, as mentioned, when you look across the ditch, um, we feel we can do a lot better here. Do you have any numbers, Stuart, on, on how many retailers actually use the PayWave? Because I know there was a couple of stories six months ago where some small businesses says we just cannot afford to use the PayWave, so they stuck with the old swipe system. Do you know how what's the uptake for PayWave? No, I don't know how many businesses are using PayWave, but it's not just PayWave. You know, you use your credit card, and in New Zealand you're paying on average about 1.5%. In the UK you're paying 0.6%. If you use your debit card and... In New Zealand, you're paying on average about 1.1%. In the UK, about 0.3%. And are the banks getting that money? Yeah, the banks are getting that money. Mm. Yeah. And, and the reason you know, this is the case is because there's no regulation in place, and hence the reason why you know, we are going to put regulation in place to ensure that actually our retailers get a fair deal. That's all. Yeah, I mean, as far as the banks go, again, this is a, a topic that's been kicked around for a long time. I mean, are you looking at making changes that go even beyond PayWave if you are re-elected? Oh, well, this is this is not just about PayWave. This is just the, the fees used. Um, sorry, the fees collected when you're using your debit or your credit card. So right, not just yeah. PayWave. Mm. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, you know, it's when you swipe it. It's when you put it in a in the end of a machine. It's, it's every time you use a debit or a credit card. Now, as as far as small and medium-sized businesses go, Stuart. What What is your impression now? Because I presume you're getting information coming in all the time, one would hope, about what's going on. Actually, how tough is it? Do, again, do you have a feeling or even a figure as to how many businesses are, to be blunt, staring at going to the wall? Well, what I can tell you is about 95,000 businesses 
have taken up our small business cash flow loan scheme. This is the scheme that was, uh, you know, one year interest free. We've extended that to two years. In, well, if we if we're privileged enough to get back in the government, uh, to two years interest free. So, um, you know, that's an indication. But I'll tell you, the thing is, is you know, what, what I do know is that small businesses are not only the backbone of our economy; they're actually the backbone of our community. Mm. And so, there are hundreds of thousands of small key small New Zealand businesses working incredibly hard. And um, and they are pretty resilient. But what we want to do is just increase that level of resilience while also increasing productivity. Now, let me give you an example. Um, you know, business as usual, uh, pre-COVID, there are a lot of companies out there, a lot of small businesses. And we're talking about your traditional, you know, your builders, your plumbers, your bakers, your taxi drivers, who just have not been digitally enabled in any way, shape or form. COVID struck, and the only way that they could do business was online. And uh, so that whole digital innovation curve has sort of been turned on its head. And we want to, we want to really help them um, adjust and adapt and afford either digital tools or some digital training, hence the reason why we're investing in these digital vouchers. So it is about building resilience going forward as well as helping them recover from, uh, from the COVID environment we find ourselves in. And speaking of that recovery, Stuart, obviously the interest-free loan thing, uh, you're going to make that more widely available, but the zero interest period has been extended to when? To two years, two right. years out. So, so if someone's taken up the loan, as mentioned, ninety-five thousand businesses have taken up the loan already. Um, they will be automatically transitioned on to the two-year interest-free period. But it's, um, you know, goodness me, I tell you, there are some really innovative, good, hard-working Kiwis out there who are making a good show of it. It is. It's been really tough. We've always acknowledged that. Can um, I? Re- but if, it, c- if I have a look at the, you know, if I have a look at the zero data or the alternative board data or or my um, stats were getting through. Actually, you know what? A lot, a lot of these small businesses are coming out the other side of this. Um, they have been hurt of that, there's no doubt, and a lot of them have lost revenue. But there's a, there's a, there is a level of resilience there, which, um, which is very impressive. Stuart, I'll read you a text. I hope it's not unfair, but it says this, and it says, hey, guys, I'm listening to this chat with Stuart. Um, aside from retailers, what about the rest of the small business community that are not retail and invoice goods and services? No pay waivers used, no assistance for them at all, except for more loans that need to be paid back. What for us? Sure. Well, uh, as mentioned, you've got the digital vouchers. That's $2,500, which will be free free funding to help people get engaged in, in some form of digital technology, whether that's training, uh, or tools to allow them to engage in the 21st century. There's another thing. Um, most of the small businesses are on what's called provisional tax. You talk to any small business owner, it's the bane of their life. There is something out there at the moment called the accounting income method, and I won't get too technical, but that is basically a pay-as-you-go yeah. or pay-as-you-earn. Um, but it is, it's too technical, so the mm. take-up has been um, really low. So what we want to do is, uh, is just really simplify that. And, and as the Minister of Revenue, I've had a lot of discussions with the big end of town, they think it can be simplified. I R think it can be simplified. So we want to migrate it, um, migrate people onto a, a pay as you go if that's the way they want to do. The other thing we've done is we're setting up a, a compliance uh, unit, and that'll be um, a unit of uh, of people whose role is to go through uh, legislation and regulation and cast a small business lens over it to say, okay. Uh, this needs to be improved or this isn't suitable and actually ensure that all the regulation and the legislation we put in place is fit for purpose for the small business environment. And already, um, uh, you know, they've, they've, we've, just, we've just set this up and already they're doing great, they're going great guns. So, you know, I set up what's called the Small Business Council uh, when I first became the minister and they basically uh, came up with four key themes. One was access to finance, 
One was building capability. Uh, one was um, about regulations and compliance and, and dropping the cost. Um, and um, the other one, oh, what was the other one? The other one was about um, understanding the small business ecosystem. I think mm. so, using yeah. data mm. to better inform policy. And now, and based on this, and this was a this was a small business council based off of business owners, small business owners, as well as those who dealt with small businesses. Um, and that's informed uh, our policies going forward. So this isn't a bunch of politicians sitting in ivory towers dreaming up schemes. It's incredibly well informed. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think it'll make a difference. Stuart, um, one thing I'd just like to double check and make sure I'm not drawing too long a connection between these two things. The digital training uh, that you're looking to help with a $2,500 digital training voucher is that connected in any way with the idea that instead of small businesses and medium-sized businesses having sometimes getting feeling themselves sandbagged when they've allowed provisional tax to get into a fairly massive lump and they struggle to pay it, but basically paying as they go along the way. Are those two things connected in any way, that, that you're trying could, to help them to be better about paying as they go rather than just you know the tax mounting up? They, they could well be. So um, you know, another party came out with a, with a policy that said you don't have to pay provisional tax if you're uh, if you're earning, I think, over $25,000. Mm, now, we right. want to go the other way because it, your tax still has to be paid, right? And, you know, there's a lot of business owners who are disciplined. They've got a tax account and they put money in there. But, you know, if you're anything like me, uh, you want to be able to pay it as you earn it, right? Yeah. And so what we're saying is um, instead of paying provisional tax or having to be incredibly disciplined, just pay it as you go. Mm. And, Fair enough. And, and digital enablement vouchers will allow you to you know, to have the training that allows you to better use the data that's being um, collected through Xero or MyOB or other accounting packages because, yeah. you know, the, as mentioned, in the business as usual environment, there were a lot of small business owners, and there's about 500,000 small businesses up and down this wonderful country mm-hmm. uh, who weren't using the digital tools that could have allowed them to run their business in a, in a more optimal way. Craig Hudson, the CEO of Xero, says, you know, he's the first to admit, we've got about 250,000 customers, but very few actually use data in a way that will help drive productivity mm. and optimise their business. And we want to help small business owners actually um, develop those tools. Hey, and super quick, Stuart, just to finish, Matariki, uh, if you're elected, Matariki Public Holiday, obviously it seemed to be pretty much um, most people in favour of it yesterday, but small businesses were the ones opposed. They're already saying they're hemorrhaging money. What, you've spoken with many small businesses, I guess, being the spokesperson. What are, what are you getting? What feedback? <laughs> Well, we've just have done a wander through a lot of, um, you know, a few small businesses here in town. They're all for it. Are they? And, you know, but, but as mentioned, we went through a bakery, we went through a gallery. They're saying, uh, you know, when, when there's a holiday, people come in, they buy, they shop, and they, you know, and they spend, they go away on holiday. So, uh, of course, you know, there are, I have heard some dissenters, but, but the message that I've got personally is this is a great idea. And, and also the other thing is, you know, what's wrong with having a day off in the middle of the year? Goodness me. At the moment, we go from sort of the first Monday in June all the way through to October without a break at all in the middle of winter. If we can get away for a long weekend, then Kiwis will, and they will spend and they will support local economies. Stuart, great to chat, mate. Thanks for your thoughts. Thank you. Hey, Take thanks, care. guys. Very much appreciated. Labor spokesperson for small businesses, Stuart Nash.